Hello and welcome back to the Weekend Spread presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, this is the Schooner Pods weekly college uh, college football pickup show. I'm your host, Bobby Howard, with me today. As always, we've got Jamison Maxwell, Ty Lee, and Boaten Blake, all reporting uh, from mostly different locations given the Thanksgiving holiday. And folks, it is the last week of the regular season. We have finally reached the end. It has been a tooth and nail grind to the finish. And uh, look, let's take a look at the uh, leaderboard because we've had some shakeup here. Jameson has pretty much carried uh, carried away from the lead here. He has he has separated himself from the pack. But Bowden Blake has taken himself a tumble with three and seven oh, last week. Oh yes, close enough. And he nears ever closer to me and Ty, who are at the bottom. The nine 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 is looming. It's getting stressful. And look, I got I got to kick it to the captain, Blake. What the hell happened? Three and seven. Brutal. It similar to how my college football team is playing this year. You gotta bring yourself back down, get in the slop, and when the lights are shining brightest, you pull through. And that's what the captain's strategy here is. I'm just like my my hypnotoads, my frogs. I'm going down to y'all's level, gonna battle it out for the last two weeks, and going to escape with a narrow victory. It's sad I'm not with Jameson at the top. It really is. I wish I could be there, but last week I sacrificed my record. I sacrificed things getting taken on my car all for a frog's victory and it's worth it because i couldn't take another 2014 again and i'm glad i don't have to do that so i'm here and i'm ready to win and i'm not gonna do 999 like that's i'm gonna make that promise here to the pod listeners i'm not gonna do it there's no way i'm gonna pull through for y'all we're gonna get this week okay okay but by the way your frogs a bit of a poetic justice win against baylor last week uh you know the the at, at the exact same place where the uh, playoff dreams came to die last time out, uh, and on that last minute field goal, Baylor hit, and then TCU goes and uh, walks it off on a game winning field goal as well. Um, just quick little bite. Uh, what was it like being there? What was that moment like uh, for you seeing the frogs survive? It when it was all over, I went into complete shock. I couldn't believe what I just saw just because for a quarter of football, I saw Baylor like basically stomp on my grave to the point where I was like, I really wish I could leave, but there is no way in hell I'm going to do that. And Baylor fans started to celebrate. They started to all kind of push up to the front of the section, ready to rush the field and just seeing their hearts get ripped out. in that last moment was incredible. The guy in front of me, he was probably like 15 16 years old came absolutely unglued he was smacking the bleachers with his hand for a full <laughs> minute he took his beanie was slapping it against the side and like that's concerning seeing some of these baylor fans reactions with no alcohol in that stadium jeez <laughs> i like that's one stadium let's keep the alcohol out of there i saw what the reactions were without any of that uh, at, under the influence action let's keep it out of waco just because those fans came unhinged they couldn't believe what they saw and it felt so good because 2014 was the most miserable experience of my life where they rushed the field came over to our section were doing like i wish they would have just flipped us off it would have made it better but they were just doing their typical baylor gloating kind of clean fun like i really wish they would have just cursed me out flipped me off and been done with it but this was a great victory it was my favorite game i've probably ever seen in my entire life considering the circumstances so yeah it was it was incredible it was incredible don't celebrate too early people do not celebrate too yep. early as we, as as you and I have seen 
actually several times in that stadium. Never celebrate, especially if you're Baylor, never celebrate too early. Uh, Jameson, you pulled away with the lead. Are you ready to pretty much crown yourself the victor here? I'm not going to do that, but I'm sitting easy right now. Honestly, barely even looked at the spread this week. Kind of weaseled around just for wild cards this week. We're living pretty good right now at the 8-2 and two from last week. Love to see it. Ty, how are you doing? Um, you and I still battling it out. We have a new contestant here. But uh, how do you feel about the week of college football we had and all that good stuff? First off, obligatory apology for my audio, which I guess I'm in a very echoey room uh, experiencing a little bit of technical difficulties. Uh, but, yeah, it is not fun to be at the bottom but I like the trajectory that I'm on versus the trajectory that you and Blake are on. I'll just leave it at that. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, because look, you've, you've been scrappy. You fought your way back. I think that's, there's a lot to uh, really, you know, really be impressed with. And um, yeah, for sure. So I think that's, I think that's fair. And not only that, but it's me and Blake. So, you know, obviously, you know, tricky things happen. So uh Yeah. Uh, Jameson also, by the way, quick programming note, as longtime listeners would know, uh, all of us, all of us have, have used a pick called the pot of greed where it is an extra pick. Um, and you know, you, basically an extra wild card. You can pick whatever you want. Jameson has not used his yet though. So hmm. he is going to be That's forced odd. to use his towards the end of this uh, episode. I, I'm surprised you brought it up. Or else he will face. Uh, I think he'll have to pick Korean baseball next week if if he if he doesn't. So I thought you guys were just going to be quiet about it this week and not say anything and just see what happens and hopefully I forget about it. But I, I guess it seems you're trying to get ahead of it now. Okay, we we knew you weren't going to forget. We we knew you weren't going to forget. So um, hmm. anyways, look, let's get this started. And uh, first things first. Every time we do a slate, we always look at you know ranked teams, best matchups. And while this isn't the best matchup, look, we we require the egg. Bring us the egg. And because we need the egg, we bring on the egg bowl. Yes, that's right. Our first matchup, Mississippi State on the road in Oxford. Uh, the only game on Thanksgiving night uh, to take on the Ole Miss Rebels. Rebels favored by two and a half here. Um so, Jameson, as the leader in the clubhouse, you kick us off here. What do you think? Who who will take home the egg? You play play your video, Bobby. <laughs> I already played the video. Oh, you didn't. You didn't share your audio. That's why no one could hear it. Oh, what an amateur! The audio move. wasn't He's, shared. He shared the audio his screen, was automatically but he shared. No audio. Unfortunate. So let's the just audio kick into shared. this what, one. What do you mean? Oh, no, I no. It. It's just hearing in your... Oh, because, oh, yeah, no. of course you heard it because it's coming from your headphones. Dumb, dumb. Okay, let's let's move I into didn't this. know it was... A, okay, <laughs> every time I've shared the screen, it, I, I didn't know it wasn't sharing audio this entire time. What the hell, StreamYard? You I was on a completely know. different web browser, and I was like, hmm, I don't hear any oh, of yeah. this. And it oh, looks like so the audience awkward. hasn't heard it either. Um, oh, and I was like, shit. what is Bobby fumbling over here? And I was like, oh, okay, he just didn't play. Oh, okay. next does window. Okay. It did. Okay. What the hell? What the hell? I, I apologize to your listeners. That was, that was tough. That was tough. That was tough. 
Here, uh, here's anyways. the here's the thing with let, let me let's let's just talk about Mississippi State Ole Miss weird game this whole um, Lane Kiffin Auburn kind of thing and him going off on Twitter yesterday posting pictures of his crotch region and it was kind of weird um, but I, I guess for out of context please look that up he didn't post a picture of just his playing crotch he just posted a picture of him holding something near his area and I thought it was just kind of a weird picture I'm fading Ole Miss here I'm gonna go with Mississippi State it just feels like this like one foot out the door kind of coaching situation. We already saw what Ole Miss did last week. Looked miserable. Absolutely just got demolished by Arkansas. I, I just can't pick this Ole Miss team versus Mississippi State. Mississippi State will actually care about this game a lot more, and there's just weird vibes at Ole Miss. Fair enough. Blake, who you got? Going opposite of Jameson, it's a wild pick. I understand why people are giving up on Ole Miss, and they have every right to. They kind of sold their entire season to beat Alabama and came up short, and last week they did not show up. But all I've heard from Mike Leach this entire season is about how unphysical this team is, how they don't have the right pieces. Even though they win games, I just feel like Mike Leach always comes out of a game with a complaint about his own squad, and I know what I get with Ole Miss. I get some Jackson Dart, I get some good running play, no more Michael Trigg, but we get some like decent pieces there. It This game has me slightly worried too, along with the Lane Kiffin stuff. Ole Miss is a whole bunch of mercenaries. They didn't grow up around Mississippi. They aren't from the area. They could honestly care less about this rivalry. They're just kind of a whole bunch of hired guns from California, from Texas, from other places that really don't care about this, which kind of scares me for a Mississippi State squad that probably doesn't take as many transfers, doesn't have as many fancy guys on their roster, but I just think Ole Miss, the talent, the defense, is just significantly better than Mississippi State, so gotta take them at home. Hopefully Lane Kiffin can get the boys fired up. Give me Ole Miss. Yeah, I'm also going with Ole Miss here. Um, Mississippi State has been awful, awful on the road. And I know it's an in-state rivalry, but at the same time, you know, this is an Ole Miss home game. Uh, the, the ticket di- distribution is not Red River. It is not an, it, it's, it's not a 50-50 split. And frankly, yeah, Mississippi State just been awful on the road in the SEC. Uh, got blown out against LSU. Um I believe also Alabama and then um oh what Kentucky? Yeah, no, I, I do not trust this team on the road um at all. So give me the rebels to uh get the victory on Thanksgiving Day. Ty. This one is concerning. Like Blake mentioned, Ole Miss with a bunch of hired guns is certainly a concern. Another big concern for me when it comes to Ole Miss is they just have a terrible, terrible, terrible pass defense. We saw that against LSU and them just getting absolutely embarrassed in the second half of that. So people might not know this because you might believe that it's Hendon Hooker, but Will Rogers, the airport quarterback, as we call him, because it's the OKC airport uh, for Mississippi State, is leading the SEC in yardage he is a very very good quarterback obviously with a coach that knows how to get quarterbacks some yardage so this one was really really tough i think this one actually opened a lot higher i think it opened like Ole Miss four something uh, and it's kind of come down so i think when i looked at it at uh Ole Miss four something the mississippi state taking the the underdog line there seemed the obvious move but now that we're down to two and a half as of time of recording I'm very concerned. Um, gosh, I this one's rough. I'm gonna have to go. I gotta go with the. 
I gotta go with the Bulldogs this, on this one. Oh, he's he's diverting already. I think oh, man, this is gonna be play. a big game. Well, I think their quarterback play, and I like that their guys have mostly grown up in the area, kind of know the the value of it. But I really think it comes down to quarterback play. Ole Miss obviously is a the better team, but I think that rivalry game, one side really cares. I know that a lot of Ole Miss also really cares. Uh, but I, I really think airport quarterback Will Rogers is going to be the difference in keeping this one close. Airport quarterback, that's great. All right, uh, let's move on to our next rivalry game. It's the not Civil War. I don't know. Have they figured out a new name for this? It's Oregon and Oregon State. The Ducks on the road to take on the Beavers in Corvallis. Blake, if there's anything we know about Corvallis, it gets spooky. So... Uh, I'm just saying, Oregon State, a home dog against Oregon. Blake, er, home I mean, favorite. Actually, you know, home look, favorite. Look. He's a home favorite, not spooky. We'll see how it goes. A favorite. Yeah, they're this, well. I meant home dog. Yeah, the, yeah. Spooky beavers are the home dog. You're, you're so. okay. Okay, gotcha. I, I botched yeah, yeah. it. I botched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The beavers are the home dog. Ty, we know you're probably gonna go with your duckies, right? Yeah, someone in the comments suggested Battle for the Dam as a new rivalry name, which I kind of like, but I think that was a good starting point. I like Battle for the Pond or something like that. The, the Ducks and the Beavers, Battle of the Waterways. I don't know. Something that Dam is too Oregon State-centric yeah. for my liking. I think they don't they play for like a big platypus? Like a wooden platypus? Which makes That's sense because it's half are. beaver, it's half beaver, half duck. No, scientifically, beavers are just platypuses. I don't know what. Uh, okay, I, I guess I just know nothing about platypi. But uh, go for it, Ty. Sorry, my bad. Anyways, no, that I mean, source. So I made false. that up. Um, <laughs> that was so false. And Bobby believed it. Bobby took no. intro to biology. Those from are two completely different animals. He got, he got Bobby, bamboozled. You were, you got like a <laughs> D in that, dude. Right. <laughs> you were 1000% right, Bobby. Uh, anyways, I've used up all my time. I will be taking America's team, the Oregon Ducks, uh, minus three against Northern Oklahoma State. Northern Oklahoma State. That's great. Yeah, no, look, I'm all over Oregon State at court in Corvallis. I, I, I always feel like they have the edge over Oregon in these rivalry games whenever they're playing at home. I think this goes really goes for both both sides. In Otson, Oregon looks better. In uh, Research Stadium or whatever the hell they call it, Oregon State looks better. So I think uh, Oregon State, you know, weird stuff might happen here. So uh, give me give me the beeves plus three here, uh, the home dog. So Blake, who you got? You already know who I'm going with. When Bobby's throwing up that logo, we go into with a spool beavers because there is no way that i'm choosing against the beavers in this spot honestly bobby was on it pretty early this team has been under the radar and under the radar good their losses are they they only have one home loss and it's to single digits to usc who's currently number one in the pac 12 and their other two losses are on the road by washington close and then utah they got blown out but this oregon state team has shown a lot of resolve they've shown to been towards the top of the pac 12 but have just kind of been flying under the radar of the utahs the uh ucla's usc 
Chelsea's organs. They're right under there, and Corvallis is a weird place to play. I don't care if half their stadium's blown out for stadium renovations. They still come rowdy. We saw USC going in in there, really, really struggled. I think they're going to put on a similar performance versus Oregon, who Oregon might be a little showboaty, think they've won the uh, conference already. They still got to win this game. So I like Spooky Beavers close in a rivalry game. Give me the points at home. You think they're going to be showboaty? Really? I, I think this would be a pretty big game for them because, you know, if they lose this one, Washington wins. Uh, Washington's in, right? Yeah, am, but am I wrong it, thinking there? But I, like, you should beat this team. Like, Oregon Oregon does weird things. Bo Nix does weird things. And speaking of Bo Nix, that damn boondoggle last week. Oh, he's hurt. He's injured. No, he's fine. Get this out of here. Some face, <laughs> Some fake message board intel that caused, I think, Jameson almost from a perfect week to switch no, over. So No. So so he actually was a game-time decision according to with an ankle, according to ESPN, before the game. Oh, so, ESPN. Oh, according to ESPN, it must be true. Must be true. Sorry. Well, if there's some. There was some kind of legitimacy to a source that he actually had an ankle. Well, also it's road Bonix too. Bonix has never been good on the road. Agreed, Bobby. Agreed. Thank and, you. And his road games this year have been what? Washington State, where they almost lost. Arizona, Cal, Colorado. Well. Well, I'm just going to transition and pick Oregon. I'm going to join Ty as we're going to be continuing to pick together and y'all are going to be against us. This might little be a fun matchup to start off this week, but it's probably going to end up being, you know, y'all win one, we win one. But give me Oregon minus three versus the Beavers. I'm not buying into the Beave hype. The Beave hype. Nice. I like it. Let's move on to our next game. A weird rivalry game, but a rivalry game nonetheless. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish on the road in Los Angeles to take on the USC Trojans, who have an outside college football playoff chance. Uh, Trojans favored by five and a half here. Um, Jameson, look, everyone rode with the USC last week. You riding with them again here? Wait, tell me. I, I'm sorry. I was kind of um, doing two things at once, but did you say USC's got an outside playoff chance here? Yeah. Okay, I, for some yes. reason I thought you said Notre Dame. Jameson, I was like, what the hell is going on? I'm just out of it. It's like the late night after dark schooner pods <laughs> get into my head. Oh, my well, goodness uh, gracious. Honestly, honestly, after me botching the uh, the Jawas saying the egg video, <laughs> I think you're just automatically thinking everything I put up is garbage. I, I think that's, that's exactly what it is. I'm just skeptical of everything you say, and I'm half listening, so – um, here's, here's what I'm thinking here. I, I think, you know, USC, we can talk about them being an outside shot, but if they win emphatically this next couple weeks, like if you're comparing them versus like a Michigan or a Clemson, uh, that four spot kind of looks enticing. I understand USC is still behind LSU in the standings, but I think if LSU, I mean, if USC goes out and gets two big wins, I think they can convince the committee. And I think they know that. I think I've got to go with USC here, even though Notre Dame's kind of been turning it around near the second half of this um, of this season. We, you know, emphatic wins versus uh, Syracuse and Clemson, but I don't. Syracuse and Clemson have shown to really not be as strong as we thought they were. So I'm going to go USC minus five and a half and a big win at home. Blake. I will be joining Jaime. I think uh, USC is just. Oh, 
levels above Notre Dame going into this game. My problem with Notre Dame is Jameson highlighted it. It's like good wins at the time versus Clemson and and uh, gosh, what's the other win? Uh, oh, Syracuse. Syracuse won their first six games, I believe, and then have now lost their last four or five. Like, five. They're in five. five. They're in a total free fall. And then when it comes to Clemson, I think they're probably the weakest of the one-win teams right now in America. So USC can put up points. I know their defense can't stop anything, as we saw last week. But you know what Notre Dame can't do? They can't put up points. So if USC can get out to an early lead, this game's over. Like, this game's really over, I think. Caleb Williams still in the Heisman race. I think, honestly, him winning the Heisman is better odds than USC making the playoffs. But I will take USC the five and a half points. I'm not too worried here. So give me the Trojans. Do y'all know who the uh, toughest passing defense USC has faced all season uh, has been? Name the team with the toughest passing defense. Just take a guess. Anyone? This is going to be a random, bad Pac-12 team. That's just nothing. Give me Stanford. <laughs> oh, it's not Stanford. <laughs> like, it's, that was a joke. Obviously, it's, it's not Stanford. It's, it's future It's future Pac-12 member Fresno State at 35. That is the toughest pass defense. Oh, that's a pretty good team. Not really all that great, though. <laughs> not compared to Notre Dame, who is 16th in pass defense in college football. Ooh, that's a big and statistical look, difference. Yeah, I, I would say so. USC has been just kind of mowing through bad competition, and then they get to so, like a Pac-12 team that's relatively decent, and they're not quite there. And I know it's, you know, they win those games in shootouts, and, you know, am I confident in Notre Dame making it a shootout? Yeah, makes, makes me a little nervous. But I got to say, I think Notre Dame puts it together, stops USC, and gets at least a cover. Give me Notre Dame plus five and a half here. Because uh, USC just, not only can they not, not only do they, I think they're going to trip up and straight up lose here, but I think if they win this game, they're going to win it close. So, uh, get, because look, Caleb Williams just is a cheat code. He will bail you out, but I don't think he bails them out by more than five and a half. So, uh, yeah, give me the Irish at five and a half. Ty? All right. Hopefully, I have a significant improvement in audio quality. It's much better. Okay. I was able to move rooms. Uh, you guys saw that. I kept the camera on for entertainment purposes. It was great. Uh, but I was just celebrating just then, not just for my slightly improved audio quality, but this is the game where I am saved from the hot dogs. Give me the USC Trojans. <laughs> Bobby's going to be you know, swallowing those glizzies later on in the season. And he's going to look back and go, why in the world did I take Notre Dame against USC? Uh, I think the real the one's going to get us like Ohio five. Buffalo next week is going to be the game that everyone's going to be sweating over. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to be some dumb. Yeah. I'm going to be, or we can get to Ohio next week. That's a whole story with me. I have. <laughs> Cause you have, I watched their whole game on, tonight. I, was, them, right? I have, I have a plus 1,600 future on Ohio to win the Mac right now. <laughs> and I am sweating. It, it could be my biggest hit of my lifetime. So I am, I had, 
won almost last year with Kent State, so I'm back for again. I'm back for it again. I need the Bobcats to win. The, the funny, so the funny part about this Buffalo, like get, if they win, they're into the championship this weekend. That's just because their game versus Akron last week got canceled, so they have one less game, so it wouldn't go to a tiebreaker if they were to lose one of these. So if they win, they're in just because of the weather, pretty much. Pretty much, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of weird, but yeah. So Ty, you're in on USC, um, and I'm an island boy with the Irish. That's fine. That's fine. I like my odds. So let's move on to the next game. One of the games of the season. It's the game. Michigan at Ohio State. Buckeyes favored by seven and a half. Ty, you got it. This one, on the surface, seems like a tough decision, right? Last year, Michigan finally got it figured out with Harbaugh, and certain people people that aren't so educated in college football they're not subject matter experts like i a podcast host uh who can't figure out his technology and is having to handhold an ipad uh, to do this uh, but i am a subject matter expert and i will tell you that michigan is fraud chicken they do not have a heisman caliber running back or whatever position he is they have a really good quarterback you know as someone who's having to deal with dylan gabriel i've got to acknowledge that he's certainly 10 times the quarterback that dylan gabriel or anthony richardson for example could ever imagine being uh but they're not they're not that good and people will say oh ohio state ain't played nobody who has michigan played you think penn state is good you think penn state is a tough opponent get out of here right here's Here's the thing. Ohio State not really having played anyone is not a problem when they're a proven team, proven players, proven system. The fact that they haven't played anyone just means that they're not in an Oklahoma State situation where just everyone is dinged up. They're fresh. This is a good thing that they haven't really played anyone. They're going to come into this one looking for revenge and looking to really put an exclamation point on their uh, on their playoff hopes. So give me the Buckeyes minus 7.5 in the game, as they call it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm big on the bucks here as well. Um, I mean, look, Michigan, I don't think they're a bad team by any means, but they, they just haven't looked like the same team we saw last year. Add that Ohio state, you know, while I'm not fully sold on them being the powerhouse that a lot of people think they are, um, hasn't looked particularly impressive, but they've looked more impressive. They have a, a bigger arsenal of, of weapons on the wide receiving end. They have CJ Stroud who looks really, really good and it's at the shoe. And I ultimately think that is the final nail in uh, Michigan's coffin here. I think Ohio state wins this one comfortably uh, and gets a seven and a half point cover. Like, yep. I'm not changing it. I'm going Ohio State. Michigan is basically a house of cards, a whole bunch of frauds. They played absolutely nobody in their non-conference schedule, didn't even try. Uh, Their best team they probably played was actually bowl-eligible Connecticut, which they beat pretty handedly. But honestly, like Michigan, they've only played Penn State. They played Maryland. They played Illinois, probably their two next hardest teams, struggled against them. And Blake Corum's a little dinged up. I know last year was a great year for Michigan. They were finally able to put one over Ohio State, but we know what Jim Harbaugh is as a coach. He can rarely beat his rivals, and he is not going to beat Ohio State this weekend. They have so much better talent than them. I think Ohio State, at least, I think the Big Ten's 
scheduling this year is horrendous. They really don't have that high strength of schedule, but because of bias metrics, they get higher marks. But I think Ohio State at least has the talent. I'm going to go with them. They're dynamic. They're fun. Michigan's not going to win this game. There is no way. There is absolutely no way. Give me the Buckeyes. Jameson, uh, you're going to be an island boy for the Wolverines here, or uh, you're going with the Bucks. I thought about it. This one gave me a lot of thought. I don't think it's as clear as y'all are saying. I think this could be close and a little bit ugly. Ohio State has kind of been close in a lot of games this year. Um, I think they're clearly a better team than Michigan. Um, but they've kept things kind of close and ugly this latter half of the season. Just haven't looked too appeasing to the eye as I'd hope, you know, this potent offense that was Ohio State was supposed to be. But you look you look at it a little bit closer. Travion Henderson, um, yeah, with him being down. Blake Corum also, you know, got a knee injury last week. And Michigan's, even if he does play, Michigan's offense without a healthy Blake Corum scares me too much. I could th- see them going stagnant, not being able to keep with Ohio State. So I'm going to go with Ohio State. Okay, everybody on the Bucks this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. The easy payouts, the same-game parlays, player props. You know how much I love my player props. All of them just so great. Easiest sportsbook to use by far. And it's getting even better. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. So check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sports app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more you legs you add, the bigger the boost and the bigger your shot to win big. Look, with rivalry week going on in college football, big Thanksgiving Day games, it is just the perfect time to dive into your favorite sporting event. I've been loving it. Hell, put a little bit on the World Cup. It's great. This is the best time to be betting. I am loving it. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Now, back to the Schooner Pod. Let's move on to Big Big 12 play, where we've got the Baylor Bears on the road in Austin taking on the Texas Longhorns, who are favored by eight and a half, who uh, are fresh off of an absolute trouncing of the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, Hey, look, y'all tried to warn me. Jameson was all over that one. I got to give him props for that. But uh, Jameson, do you think the Horns roll big again uh, against Baylor? This is another tough one. I I really don't like this one. Um, But I'm going to go with Texas. Baylor's... I just can't buy too much into Baylor's offense versus Texas right now. I understand what they did versus TCU is a little bit concerning. They they could, you know, control the game with their run. Um, but, you know, I, I just can't buy into that. What Texas did last week just shows how much star power that they have, and I think they can just run away with it again. Um, give me Texas by double digits. I'll be joining Jameson. I think Baylor, they had a great game plan against TCU last weekend, but one thing was for sure, they kind of got in their own head. They would get a little tricky, like 
Baylor's misdirection run game was excellent last weekend with giving the running backs time, setting up the linemen to push everybody else one way, running back go the other, kind of like a counter game, but a little bit more intuitive and honestly was masterful. But Texas has that on film now. Texas has to win this game, has to win this game for a chance at the Big 12 championship. And they're playing on Friday compared to K-State on a Saturday, so they don't know their own destiny yet. And Texas, they will get up for these big games, but they will just flop anywhere else. And we saw last week, they got up for a big game against Kansas to keep them in the race. I just, I like the weapons that Texas has, and I just don't think Baylor can replicate what they did last week. So give me the Longhorns. Yeah, it really does feel like one of those games where Baylor completely sold out to beat TCU. Didn't work. And frankly, I... I just don't think Baylor's all that great of a team. I I, I think the Longhorns, you know, who, who still technically have something to play for, uh, just pray Texas or uh, Kansas beats K-State, you know, they can make a Big 12 championship. I think they're going to win definitively against Baylor uh, and get that cover. Um, so Longhorns by eight and a half is my play. Ty? Yeah, when I think about Baylor, I think about, and and I'm not entirely sure, I'm, I'm shooting from the hip here and just kind of what I sort of remember. So is this true? Is this not? I'm not sure. But I feel like there has been a thing within the Big 12 this year called, I'll call it, uh, I mean, the TCU hangover, basically. The, the revenge of the TCU, whatever you want to call it. Every team has had a massive slump, uh, at least, a, you know, OU, Oklahoma State and I think Baylor now are all all seeing these slumps after they have played TCU and been defeated uh, by all of them. Well, TCU defeated all of them, and I think I kind of expect that with Baylor. When I also when I look at Baylor in this game, I think about the things that we pointed to uh, in Baylor's win against OU when we did our post game podcast. Things like a guy that has played college football for four years putting up literally a third of his career yardage against OU uh, on the ground. I, I just don't think that's going to occur against this Longhorns team. Obviously, they're very hot. They're very cold. Uh, I see that Blake has now turned his back on his analysis from the other week about them all being mercenaries who don't care about little games like this. Uh, I guess, you know, <laughs> crooked Blake being crooked once again. No surprise there. But I will be taking America's Texas Longhorns. God. Um in this one because I think that we're going to see a hangover from Baylor. And I think that if Texas does the right thing, if Sark can just feed Bijan, they got this one simple. I don't think they're going to run away with it, but I think they have it by 10 the entire time if they just play their cards right. And they have done that at home this year. Give me the horns. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, everybody on the horns as well. Second straight sweep. Let's move on to our next game. West Virginia Mountaineers traveling to Stillwater to take on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Pokes. Gross. Oh. Favored by seven and a half. Ty, is that <laughs> a hook? does the hook scare you at all? Bad. No, the hook doesn't scare me. The fact that this line is more than two scares me. Uh, I don't know. I, I really do not know. Obviously, I've been wrong with West Virginia a lot this season, but I go back to... Uh, some of what I saw in West Virginia versus TCU, and then some of my analysis of this West Virginia team. If you're if you're scheming against this West Virginia team, I think there are two very important things you have to look at. 
this is a way that uh, at my last job, we did a lot of planning and it was, you look at a most likely course of action. What is this, you know, situation most likely going to present to you? And with this West Virginia team, it's, they're most likely not going to present a very good team or a very prolific offense that can really strike at you quick. But then you look at what is the most dangerous course of action in this situation. And the most dangerous course of action in this West Virginia team is that they do weird stuff and they can score in like 20 seconds, back to back to back to back. So I don't know, Oklahoma State, who knows, the downward spiral uh, continues. If we see the Oklahoma State that we saw in Bedlam, then uh, West Virginia might just straight up win this one. But I think the Cowboys at home hopefully get a little bounce back. It, obviously, kind of Spencer Sanders dependent. I'm very disappointed uh, that I went first on this one. Um, this is a this is a rough one, but I'm going to be riding with the Cowboys. I think their last home game in Stillwater of the season, even with Sanders banged up. West Virginia is not this OU team, uh, and I think that the Cowboys uh, can get this one, but God, that line is is way too big, I think. It's a gross line. I hate it. But I, I, I think Oklahoma State finds a way to get it done um, at home. You know, it's it's their senior day, and you know, say what you will. Like Casey Dunn's offensive offense at Oklahoma State has been awful. Uh, that performance against OU last week was uh, pretty atrocious. But look, they're at home, they're in friendly confines, and look, I've been fading West Virginia all year long, especially on the road. I'm not stopping now. Give me the pokes by seven and a half. Yeah, and I'm kind of with y'all. I think some regression, or I guess not regression, but Oklahoma State's going to shoot up towards the mean. Like last week, you almost, like you put close to 500 yards on OU and you only get 13 points. Like if you're putting up that on a week-to-week basis, you're bound to actually score points. Spencer Sanders looks bad. Like it's sad. He's like, he's definitely their best option at quarterback, but... His arm is basically falling off. It's like what went from a natural throwing motion now is just kind of like he's just trying to like just get the ball forward, and it's sad. But he doesn't really have a career to play for after this. I think OSU really rallies behind that. Bobby was correct in saying that West Virginia on the road isn't somebody you want to back. Hook scares me because this game is going to be ugly, but there's no way I deviate from the Cowboys after seeing how they performed against OU last week, even though it doesn't really show in the scoreboard. Jameson? Yeah. Yeah. I I thought about this one. I thought, oh, you know, I kind of like West Virginia's offense a little bit better with Garrett Green. I could think some things could get a little bit crazy here. But, yeah, as he started last week's first K-State, put up 31 points for them. That was another home game for him. This, you know, coming into Oklahoma State – and their last game of the season, I understand coming off a of Bedlam loss is going to be, you know, not as electric of an atmosphere for their fans. But, you know, Spencer Sanders' last game, I think he'll put it all on the table. And just 48 points last week to K-State just is really just sitting in my head. And what from what I saw from West Virginia versus Oklahoma in the rain, I feel like we could have put up way more points on them if we were more aggressive. I, I just think Oklahoma State barely scores enough points. This is obviously a crappy pick, but we're going to once again just wash out for us picking the same thing for three straight picks. Yeah, it is a crap spread for sure. But, you know, arguably that's what makes our records kind of impressive because we have to pick this. No no better that respects themselves would go near this line, but we have to pick it anyways. Hey, Jameson, I, I know you're upset that we've 
all gone three straight the same in a row, mm-hmm. but two of those I went first. So if you guys just didn't copy me two out of three times, uh, <laughs> we would be a little different. Hey, Bobby's getting nervous because he was like, ooh, wait, hold up. I really like these picks at the beginning of the pod. I, I might just follow Ty into the dark here pretty soon. Yeah, but it's it doesn't work as a strategy when he's we've already committed to yeah, no, zigzagging. Yeah, me and Ty went opposite on all top all three. Yeah, no, like this is I it. know. I'm 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 really really excited about this Mississippi State egg bowl performance. Yeah, now, I honestly feel the worst about that pick right now, but let's let's move on into my favorite pick of the week. Yes, for sure, for sure. It's the sunflower showdown Easy. between the Kansas Jayhawks and the Kansas State Wildcats. This one going down in Manhattan and the uh, MK State favored by 12 with a trip to the Big 12 championship on the line. Uh, They'll know where they stand here. Either they're already in uh, because Texas lost or they need to get a win. Uh, Favored by 12, though. Um, Jameson kick us off. Uh, is that too much for the Wildcats or what do you think? No, I I would, I would move that puppy up. They got Will Howard into the starting lineup now playing as the quarterback. We've had multiple years of podcasts talking about, about him, but obviously their offense with him is completely a different, um, game that we've been talking about this season. I, I just don't see what people are still seeing in this Kansas team. Kansas is not the Kansas that we knew at the beginning of the season. Whenever you heard Kansas's name, you know, Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Center, all of y'all were talking about them. That's not this Kansas team anymore. Kansas is getting back closer to the team that we used to know them as, is they give up millions of points and they're losing almost every other game. K-State's going to obliterate them in a high-stakes game to get them to the Big 12 championship. I feel great about this pick. Blake? Yeah, I'm with Jameson. I think K-State's going to obliterate them. And it's all, it basically like what Jameson is saying is it goes back to Jalen Daniels' injury. Like they really have not been the same. I know he played last weekend versus Texas, but it just still seems like he's not healthy. They're still not able to do what they want to do. And Kansas is going to be bowl eligible, but I think K-State has a lot to play for. I need an apology from K-State fans, though. They told me whenever Will Howard came into the game versus TCU that, oh, my, our starting quarterback was out, <laughs> yada, yada, apology. yada. Yeah, like, Will Howard's pumping people, and they're, like, in honestly, I uh, the guys I follow that are really into, like, handicapping and stuff on college football m- say that K-State might be favored against TCU in the Big 12 championship. I do not agree with that, but... The number might say that, and that's probably because of Will Howard and his performances, the fact that he can run the ball, he can sling the ball, and they have Deuce Vaughn. Like, this K-State team is really lethal, and even last week with a lackluster defensive performance versus West Virginia, pumping points, pumping points, but yet they didn't, they they just now acknowledge Will Howard, they hate on TCU for where, like, where we are now, but Will Howard was <laughs> slinging the ball against us, like, absolutely destroying us, but that game doesn't matter, because it was before K-State fans accepted that he's an actually good quarterback, but I gotta go with K-State, I think it's gonna be TCU, K-State, Big 12 Championship, ready for the purple off next week, let's go, let's get it. The Wildcats are going to win this one. I'm with you. This is a matchup between the two best coaches in the Big 12 by far. Uh, no doubt. What? Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Well, Bobby yeah, always Cl- tries to sneak that in. I don't, what? Chris Kleiman. Chris Kleiman, best coach in the Big 12. Easy. Hands you down. know he's going to win coach of the year, right? Who? 
Gary Patterson? Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes. Oh, Sonny yeah. Dykes. Sonny Dykes is going to win Coach of the Year. Yeah. I'm just, hey, let's. I can I'm, I can I take a. I think people need to chill out in this Lance Leipold and stock right now because just because he had no, one good half season, I I like, disagree. Like he's not. He's, I, he's not. Leipold he's not the it. second best coach in the Big Twelve. Like he did this. I know. Yeah, but he's yeah, doing this with Kansas. I'm more with Bobby than with you, Jameson. Like they have no talent, and he got him to six wins. Like they were projected three wins this season. I, I like, that's fantastic. That, people, people are like making him like some kind of deity. Like. He's not he having is, a good ending to the season. He, his offensive he, schemes are incredible. He just has nobody to run them. And when he did, they were really good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and of course he's not doing well, but he does it. He's doing it with Jason Bean. He has bottom I, five P5 talent that he got I'm, a bowl game saying, to. Maybe people like, got tape on it, and now, now people are finding out the recipe. Well, and now they're probably also, you know, trying against Kansas. But, you know... I, I still think I he's know. a good coach. I'm not discounting that. I just think people are making him out to be some kind of deity, and I just think that's just too much. I think people need to look at what Kansas has been doing as of recently because, like I said in this pick, I just feel like people are so stuck in the past, the good old days where we were loving Kansas and, and laughing about how crazy the game was versus West Virginia and how they won by three points and how that was amazing for them. Like, we just need to pump some brakes on Kansas now and realize that this is. But a do you realize what the last team. like before those six games we had ten years of like absolutely nothing? Like I, I know nothing. I understand that, but he's not. He's not one of the best coaches in the Big Twelve. I I, I actually he's done agree so much with, with so this. little. I think he's done he is, so much with so little. Yeah, it, he has done that, a lot with absolutely nothing. Like they and have, again, they, like, they, they are actually handicapped by the amount of scholarships they have since the Charlie, like they, they yeah, Charlie don't have, them. yes, Nuke them. I, like they I don't could, have as many could, scholarships to give to players. Like I can paying... believe that he's number four if you really wanted to argue it, but I think number five would probably That's be around. Great. You're yeah, telling me Kansas has a top four yes. Big Twelve coach? Well, but I'm, I'm like, That's what I'm fantastic. saying, I'm saying, I'm, but I'm saying he's not one of the top two or three. I, I, you got, oh you got, my god, because bad. Ford is just so much worse. It's so much worse. <laughs> well, there's only two teams. Like, so those are the same argument in the middle or the top. Like, One through three, four through six, and then like seven through ten is kind of like a good like balance of like top versus middle versus bottom. I think he's more of Wait. a middle coach than, than a like I understand the math isn't perfect on that, but like it's obviously oh, ten. Okay, you gotta, I want to stir the pot. Where's Brent Venables? Where's Brent yes, Venables? I, I want to know that he's a good Last. coach. I'm talking about in Last. reference to the other thing. I think that's your joke comment. I think some people believe that, but I think Dave Aranda way better. I think Sonny Dykes, what he's done this season has been great. Obviously, and Chris Kleiman, I think is a better coach than um, Lance Leipold. So I think there's three right there. And obviously, I mean, no, I, is I'm Brent great. five? Is Brent five? I mean, I, I definitely, I think um, Leipold is doing better than, than Brent Venables. I'll tell you that much. I yeah, can, well, here's, here's an argument. Here's an argument. Kansas has twice as many potential starting quarterbacks as OU has. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay, right. I, so I do you understand my argument though? Like you guys are saying, like, oh, he's doing a great job. He's done all this stuff with nothing. I am agreeing with you on that. I'm saying in comparison to these other coaches, I think that your comment, Bobby, even though it was a joke, I think there's some people still pushing that mantra and, and forgetting like how talented Dave Aranda is, even though he's had a bad season this year. Yeah, like we, we don't want to be discounting that Kansas, Kansas State is so bad. Played. 
Aranda, don't get me wrong. Bad. Like, I, I think Aranda's like a pretty solid coach. Like, I think he's a very good coach. I, I, I personally have Leipold ahead of him. That's ridiculous. No, okay. Just I will say, I will ridiculous. say, I will say, Aranda would be better for the That's elite what jobs about. in college football. I think, I think Leipold is going to be very good in a job like above Kansas, but I don't think he's going to go elite. Like, I think he thrives. Well, yeah, we've that never level seen of... him at elite. Like, we've I never that. seen him at that. Here's my what he's doing. If you're going to judge a coach overall, you're going to have to say, like, how would they do at the top, the highest level? Like, if, if yes, Kansas, he might be the best coach for Kansas. You know, I think Lance Leipold would be better as a coach for Kansas than, you know, Dave Aranda would. But I'm talking about just best coach in general. And you cannot tell me that Dave Aranda is not as good of a coach as Lance Leipold. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking. No, no, no. no, See, that's what I was referring to. People like Bobby believe that, and I think that's just stupid because Dave Aranda is the type of guy that was talks about going to like LSU. Yeah, no, I look, I, I, and what was who is Leipold getting talks with? Nebraska, another massive name. Oh, like, come on. Oh, do not even try. I mean, obviously a rebuild. Oh, obviously oh, a rebuild. Help me out here. Please, please help no, me. No, I know he it's is, a rebuild, but let's not act like Nebraska is like some sort of scum of the earth, like, situation. LSU, I know, LSU. but you know. Yeah, no, okay, yeah, you're the right. Number, They're not LSU. This is the number five team in the nation in LSU that we're talking about. And they've got one of the best freshmen in the nation. They've got an extreme talent. Like, this is not Nebraska. Who's, who's Nebraska's talent? And you know what? I, I'll, I'll tell you this. I think Leipold would, would have done a very good job with, with LSU-level talent. Oh, he's doing stop this. that, Bobby. Stop. How do we do? How, look, he's been a winner everywhere he's gone. Everywhere he's gone. Yes. And, and he's, so he's has... turned around Kansas in two seasons. I know that. I know that, Bobby, but still, there's a difference Ample between being in up. I will say, I will say there's a difference between having good schemes that give bad players into certain positions than elite head coaches that can lead people to national championships. No, well, okay, well, that's fine. Like, but let me put it this way. Like, if if he's doing this well with schemes that are making Jason Bean look successful. Having him win games, like mm. beat Oklahoma State. Mm. Imagine what he would do with a freaking Cadillac, you know, at, at LSU. He'd be great. And it's not like he hasn't Jeez. won at other places. And I, I know, I know Whitewater isn't exactly like the creme de la creme of college football jobs. It's not. But like he he keeps winning with situations that are not that great. Everywhere he goes, he turns things around quick. I think he would have been more than fine at LSU. And I think really the only thing is. Just give it time. Uh, and frankly, after the contract extension and from uh, like news that just came out, we won't know uh, because he's going to be stuck with Kansas trying to build them into something like it's, you know, dynasty mode on NCAA 14. Okay. But I think he's a damn good coach. I think he, I think he started off with way worse than what Baylor had had with, um, yeah. with, with Aranda. Okay, um, we we can kind of get back Sorry. to the picks. But just in retrospect, I'm not taking away from Leipold as a coach. This is where this thing got started. I just wanted to get out there because people like Bobby believe that he's better than Dave Aranda. And that's For all. Yeah, record, I've kind of said now. people I like have, me were idiots about Kansas State. I have now moved my gap that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a separate argument. You can have one good yeah. take and one bad just, take. I'm just, I'm just saying y'all said the K-State thing was a bad take and they've been the, okay bring in bring, I've got feathers in my okay, cap okay come on I've got I got so time. many I got so many feathers in my cap I I'm sure you have great feathers oh look at me LSU is good let's just move on I think Kansas State's gonna kick the crap out of Kansas 
because they have something to play for. They're right on the edge, and Kansas just doesn't and have Lance the right. Lippert, I thought, but the, the but they have a top. They have a top three, top two uh, coach, Bobby. They're just going to get killed with that great coach. I look. There's only so much he can do at this point. I'm just saying. Like if J, if Jalen Daniels can't go, it's not going to go well. That's what I'm saying. So. I, I don't – hot take, I think the Jalen Daniels situation isn't the biggest deal nowadays. I think it's – So not, what – okay, when he got hurt, what happened to Kansas? Tell me. Well, that's, no, no, I'm saying – We got to stop arguing about this I'm game. We've been now, like 20 Jalen Daniels is hurt, and he's not what he used to be. So it's all like wait till Jalen Daniels comes back. He had a grade two shoulder sprain, and that's sometimes a hard injury to get back from, and he's just not the same for it. So it's like, oh, just wait till Jalen Daniels gets back in this Kansas same old thing. No. Well, that's I, not I, even that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying everything went downhill when he got hurt, which is very no, much. You said true. even with Jalen Daniel. Okay, never mind. We can we can move on. Right. I, I was this saying, hypo- okay, God, it we have spent whatever. way too much time Ty, on Kansas Kansas State. Jesus, Ty, are you gonna just choose Kansas State too and just make this a sweep or thirty minute conversation that ended up just being a sweep of picks? Here's the thing: you never you never interrupt your opponent when they are setting themselves up to fail. I, I had to let you guys get flustered. Um, an important point that was not brought up is however you feel about the coaches, if you really look at it, if you really look at their schedule and the games that they won, and this is an argument I've made before, right? If you eliminated Kansas's name from it and just said it's a bottom half Big 12 team, every single one of the games they won, you'd look at it and you go, that was a game they were supposed to win. That's all they've done. And that's not to discredit because Kansas hasn't been doing that lately uh, in the past couple years. So credit to their coach. But I have yet to see anything that's really been that impressive. They have basically stopped the bleeding. They've stopped the the flooding. They've stopped the water coming into the boat. That doesn't mean that they're fixing the situation yet. They've just won the games that they were supposed to win. And I hate, I oh God, I hate, because it's the same argument as Dylan Gabriel. We saw how that turned out. I don't think that their quarterback being gone is what caused them to start losing. I know it, it lines up, but I don't think correlation is causation there. Because again, look at the schedule. Look at, you know, the, the best team that they beat was Duke, who um, was just Kansas of the East. Uh, but anyways, we've spent so much time on this. Give me K-State uh, minus 12 in this one. I will say I am surprised that Bobby did not take Kansas because this is his last chance to be perfectly right about K-State third in the Big 12. If they win this one, they will unfortunately <laughs> move up to second, and he will, per the rules, right, because he did better. It's like playing 21. It's like playing blackjack. <laughs> if you get 22, you're not like, oh, I did better. You busted. So if K-State ends up second in the Big 12, Bobby can't hold his K-State third pick against us because he busted. So give me K-State. What a, uh, fair enough, fair enough. Let's She's move on to our next flustered. game. Let's move on. I'm not flustered. Okay. <laughs> I'm moving it back over flustered. here. No. No. You can talk about feathers on your caps and everything, but every time I make a take where everyone laughs at me and says I'm stupid, sometimes it works out. Next up, Iowa State on the road in Fort Worth to take on the Horn Frogs. Frogs favored by 10. Ty, what do you got? TCU. I like TCU here in a blowout. I think Iowa State scrappy. I've been warning <laughs> y'all all season, keeping it close. I think the Horn Frogs are able no. to cover the 10 by offensive oh, prowess. But oh. if, like, if 
I I will say this is a hedge. I will I will admit a hand up. This is kind of a hedge, but it really isn't because I've given you facts throughout this entire season of why this situation would happen. Iowa State could keep this close just because of their defense. They play scrappy one-score games, but I think TCU wins. But I uh, yeah, there's no way I'm going against the frogs. This this isn't a hedge what you're doing right now this is you making what you actually think deep down the problem was you had an emotional hedge early throughout the season and what a lot of people who are very very nervous and insecure about their winnings you didn't want to just revel in the winnings and how happy you were you kept doing these little tiny sprinkles of like oh iowa state's a scrappy team i'm nervous that's the last game of the season oh that baylor game that could be bad you were preparing yourself which is totally fine. It's a great defense mechanism, coping mechanism to get you through the day. Oh, there is um, no coping. I'm literally going to launch myself off of a building like the first time TC loses to a Big 12 team. Like, I am all in on the playoff. I like that's all I can think I, about. So, I understand that you're wanting TCU to win very, very badly, but you're doing these little sprinkle little defense mechanisms along the way just in case something bad happens. You're like, Oh God! I I knew that Iowa State was scrappy and they kind of kept kept it. Kept, I kept it. I have been the only Could've one in America. Out, I've been the only one in America outside the state of Iowa that has been on Iowa State this entire year. I like I should basically be heralded as one of their super fans because I've been protecting their damn shield this entire time. Yeah, mostly I, in losing efforts, but I have been there protecting their shield. I'm not buying Iowa State. I think they are absolute boo-boo give me tcu easily here and as it's we gonna... continue to pick the same pick over and over sloppy weather. sloppy weather sloppy weather good very, very miller all over them or kendra yeah, miller's injured right now we don't know what's oh, is, <laughs> like... he not, is he not gonna play we don't know we have oh, him okay. darius davis and quentin johnston that's just like our three yeah, best like, offensive players it, but it's hunter deckers in the slop which is gross so Let's move on to our next game. The game that everybody wants to see, whatever. It's Oklahoma on the road to take on the Texas Tech <laughs> Red Raiders. What? Bobby's still mad about the Lions. I'm fine. I'm fine. Sooners favored by two on the road at Jones AT&T Stadium. Before the season started, Joey McGuire said, uh, we are going to beat Oklahoma and then tear down our end zone to rebuild. So, um, I gotta, yeah. So, Jameson, are the are the Texas Tech Red Raiders going to beat OU? And two uh, thumbs up. This guy picked OU to cover every single game so far this season, and he ain't quitting because it's turning in just a bit now. I'm just in one of those tie long-standing bits where I'm having to defend myself every single game, and some of them worked out where I'm like, I don't feel good about the OSU game. That was fun. That first quarter was a lot of fun. Um, but I didn't feel good about the West Virginia game. Hey, it goes back and forth. Let's just might as well pick OU every single game. Keep the bit going. Minus two versus Texas Tech. No good analysis here at all. Fair enough. Blake, who you got? I think Joe McGuire was very right that they should rip down the goalposts if they beat OU, if that's the big key, because that is good. Like, Texas Tech, a 6-6 six and six season, that is... Honestly, or seven and five season. Oh my God, that would be fantastic. Like that would be awesome. They should really celebrate that because that really is like, that's a good season, y'all. That is a great season for the Red Raiders and Cactus Gang. Like, 
congrats, y'all. You should really tear down the town for that one because that's a really good one and hang a banner. But I'll, I will I will stay to my bit and I will choose OU just so just so I don't uh, upset anything. I think OU had a I'm hoping we get a similar game, great first quarter game plan and then just fall apart but still win the game. Uh, I don't think Texas Tech at home at night really that uh, threatening of an atmosphere whatsoever. So give me the Sooners. Yeah, I I don't think Texas Tech really has oh. it for this one. Uh, oh, so. come on. Bobby, Bobby, the past two weeks has been like, but, but OU, they have Texas Tech at home at night on, like, you've been hyping this game up all the, all the way here. I've been scared about it. But, but this was Oregon no. State at night at home. Yeah, I'd be like, oh my God, easy, easy. Well, that's, that's the classic well, Bobby well, no, trick. No, no, no. It's, no, well, no, it's different, though, because it's OU. So, <laughs> no, and not only that, but, but I've seen OU beat Texas Tech on the road. Like, we, have, we haven't lost to the Red Raiders in Lubbock since 2009. So it's this game is scary though. This game is definitely scary at night. I, I, look, I hate, I hate, I hate the spread. I hate this pick, but, but you, you've Oklahoma. been saying this entire season. Like this game's scary, like Texas tech on the road. It's scary. At night. But, but my thing is, my thing is I saw what I, I saw what I saw last week with OU's uh, start. And I kind of think they put together a more complete game. Um, this time around. Yeah. I think um, they can go in and, yeah, what's up, Ty? Uh, objection. Blake is leading the witness. Bobby, this entire, like, the Let's last month has been hyping up this game and then him to be like, I'm not so worried about Texas Tech. It's just the ultimate weird hedge, like, the uh, the OU 7-5 and five hedge, which okay, is, like, I didn't a say weird... I'm not worried about it. I didn't say I wasn't worried about it at all. I just you, said you've been I, so it's... nonchalant the past five I... minutes. I know. I, I think last week really kind of flipped it for me, though. I think. The oh, way last week when y'all put up twenty eight points and then couldn't do anything for three quarters of football, <laughs> that really put it to rest, didn't it? <laughs> Blake, you're just really trying to poke at me, aren't you, man? Bob, no, Bobby is like going Bobby to erupt at the wild card. Ty, I need you to find Bobby's wild card. Just go to DraftKings right now and just figure out what he's going to pick and pick it right now. Go find it. No, look, and frankly, look. If we're going unbiased, I probably would. I've been flipping on this all week because I I think Texas Tech could win. I don't think they do though. <laughs> I think OU I think OU figures it out. I think they have the momentum. You've seen the improvement on the defense uh, has has gotten there, and I think after last week's kind of horrible, you know, final three, you know, final three quarters, I think they figure out a way to get a win on the road, beat Tech, and kind of. End on a high note. So give me the suitors minus two, but it's it's the bet I I I feel the least comfortable about this one across the board though. Oh, you you weren't using that rhetoric coming into this pick, but now that we called you out on it, now it's all you're suddenly on the hot seat. It's just what? This one. no. What do you mean? You're, okay, Blake. What you're trying to get me to do is flip, and then oh, Bobby's Island boy for a bad. Bobby, Texas Bobby Tech. used his mulligan though, right? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not flipping. It. I'm all no. in on the Sooners it, here. He's a lost cause, Blake. Right we can abort mission. I'll find a way. Screw you. You're aborting mission. I'm Ty, just calling it how I see it. Ty, Ty, who do you got? <laughs> yeah, what what you guys just saw, uh, truly, and I'm not joking here, was 
you guys just saw a, a master at work with Blake. He don't let him fool you. He knows exactly what he is doing with these psychological tricks. He is very well trained. He knows his craft well. You saw him get Bobby flustered, get his attention on something else, and then try to make his move to get Bobby to admit to something that Bobby didn't do. Like it's it's truly it was I was sincerely enjoying myself. Like Blake was up here going. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm but a humble Southern man, but uh, I all I know is college football and cactuses and did this whole, it was beautiful to watch. I have the Sooners in this one. We did a whole podcast on it. Texas Tech, I'm not scared about Texas Tech uh, at night. I, If you said, hey, we're going to play at Texas Tech at night, uh, or hey, we're going to play at LSU at night in Death Valley, I'd be more scared about Texas Tech, naturally. Uh, but yeah, I, I got the Sooners in this one. Well, here's also the thing about tech at night that I forgot about is it's Thanksgiving and they all left, uh, because nobody, you know, obviously everybody went home and, uh, for the most part, people who live in Lubbock don't usually go to Texas tech. So everyone, everyone went back to like Dallas or Houston or that is actually a very good point, Bobby. Thank you. Thank you, Jameson. Well, it's time for my favorite pick of the week. Why are the brakes working? Because I cut the brakes! Wild card, bitches! Yeah! What? Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, All right. It's time for one of my favorite trademarks of the Schooner Pod. Changing the rules midway through. Jameson, because you have to make two wildcard picks. Wrong. You start us wrong. off. No, no. Wrong. No, wrong. No. He doesn't have to. He does not I, have that to. Would give me a, that would take give me an the advantage. That would give me an advantage. Yeah. Yes, that's an advantage to start. I, I've got, I've got, I've yeah. got four wildcard yeah, picks. Yeah, Bobby, come on. No, 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 see. All right, Ty, you go. You go. Bobby, again, Bobby. Let's try to have some fun. Everyone whatever. on this podcast is trying to fool you. Bobby is playing like he's not a master of his craft, right? Bobby is not competing with Jameson. He's not in competition to win. <laughs> he's fighting to not lose. And what you just saw was him try to take away my advantage for going first and trying to make it seem to you, the viewer, <laughs> like he's trying to take away Jameson's advantage. Jameson's already won the championship, basically. This is, he is truly a master of his craft, <laughs> that craft being cheating. Um, so anyways... I have a, so here's a, there's a team at changing gears back to the wild card. There's a team that has been picked this year several times. They are an infamous team when it comes to betting. Every single time they've appeared on the weekend spread, they have covered. That does not mean that the person that has picked them or when we have all picked their games, we have been correct. But every single time this team has appeared on the weekend spread, they have covered whether they were the favorites or not. That team, of course, there might be a, another team this year that that's occurred for, but that team this year is the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Oh, well, I bet Bobby you. wanted that one. That is very much not true. They have not covered every time they've appeared on the spread. I th I'm they, pretty they sure they have. Colorado, the Colorado State game they covered. So that's literally, week zero, literally week yeah. zero, they did not cover against Vanderbilt. Oh. That's week zero. Big, big woof. Okay, well, okay, so my entire bit is incorrect. But what is correct is fading them now against San Jose State University. Uh, they wear blue. 
and they are favored by 13. Rainbow Warriors off islands. Give me the, I think they must be a Pac-12 team. They're in California. <laughs> so give me San Jose State University minus 13 over the Rainbow Warriors. All right. Uh, my turn. Uh, Blake called me a hypocrite earlier for picking the Oklahoma Sooners <laughs> as a home favorite by two. Uh, or, sorry, a road favorite by two because, oh, Oregon State, you know, you would have loved them. It's night and spooky. And, you know, uh, so, yeah, you know, maybe I am a hypocrite. But you know what? I, I, I also am. I'm a double hypocrite because I love Washington State. Plus two at home, Apple I Cup against I knew he was Washington. I I love Wazoo here. Um, look, Apple Cup always gets weird. These home games always weird. Night nighttime on the Palouse. You know Washington's riding high, but I don't trust Michael Pittix. I don't trust him, uh, especially on the road. So like, so give me Wazoo at home to get it done. Plus two, like. Oh, I thought I was sitting here nervous. I was flipping through my phone trying to figure out a new wildcard game because Ty had alerted me earlier that he was going to take my wildcard game, and he did not. He did not because there's one obvious one on this slate. Ty got the right conference in the Mountain West Conference, but there is one. The one team I leveraged every single effing future on that I'm only going to hit maybe the win total, but the win total comes down to this game. You already know what it is. Oh, Air God. Force at, at in hell, in hell at Qualcomm <laughs> Stadium or Snapdragon or whatever they call it these days. Well, Give Qualcomm. me I, the Qualcomm's air. Parking lot, my guy. <laughs> Pretty sure that concrete dome is gone. Uh, it's wait, Not what's dome, concrete, whatever? So yeah, Snapdragon was built on top of where Qualcomm used to be. Okay, so give me the Air Force Falcons going into hell, getting that win, cashing the over eight and a half win total. The this is the easiest one on the slate. The triple option is gonna give them hell. They're gonna put them in a chokehold. I love it. I love this pick so much. Give me Air Force going in to San Diego, the city, to pick up the win outright. I believe it's one and a half. Believe it or minus one and a half, minus two, whatever DraftKings has it. I don't care. Give me the Falcons. It's With minus the one fire, and a half. On the fire NASA uniforms coming up for Army Navy. The most incredible space uniforms I've ever seen. So very excited for that. Very excited for that. Jameson, do, who you got? Oh no, 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 I do want to say real quick, Blake. When I sent you that text, that is the one that I was planning on. Yep, so. I was like, I'm glad to hear. Because when I hadn't looked at the wildcard picks yet, and I looked at it, I like started scrolling through, and I go, oh no. I go, I know exactly which one, because that was the one. That was always the one. I I hope, I hope my season comes down to that game. I really do. I hope it is. I hope that is the game that pushes me over to not eating the 999 challenge. That's how confident I feel. Jameson? My god. I, I didn't I I thought he might have picked it, but it was let me tell you something. San Diego State plus one and a half was on my list as one of my games to pick from. 
I probably shouldn't be in the business of picking against the person directly behind me whenever I have a big lead. So thanks, Bobby, for letting me go last. I appreciate you doing that for me. <laughs> okay, here, here, here's here's my wild card pick. Uh, I'm honestly surprised y'all didn't pick this one either because I feel like this is a game that just makes sense to me. And even though this team might already be locked in looking ahead, I still think North Carolina is just going to obliterate North Carolina State. I six, six and a half point home favorite. I understand. Scary. They're already looking towards the ACC championship. All of that. NC State, man. Like, I, I understand people are starting to buy stock in them not too, like, two weeks ago. But then Louisville last week, they lose without Malik Cunningham. I just, like, even if North Carolina is looking ahead, can they do the same thing that they just did with uh, against Louisville, uh, losing by 15 points without Cunningham? Does not make any sense to me. Give me North Carolina minus six and a half um, to win this game um, and get to the ACC championship. And then Bobby, please, with the last pick before the post or I guess conference championship, please hit the pot of greed. You never saw this coming. I summoned Pot of Greed. Okay, but we actually kind of did see it coming though, right? (laughs) If only I could have saved this for the conference championship week. Unfortunately, there's only 10 conferences and I couldn't go down to the FCS. That'd be a bummer. Let's just go on a little story. I had planned last week for Ty to pick. I mean, for, for me to pick Boko last week. And then Ty comes in and spoils it. And what do you know? Ty, whenever he's been spoiling my wild cards, I'd be like, okay, that that's fine. That's fine. He's just going to go off and lose them anyways. Now that Boko is safe and they're at home again, Ty, I want you to take this. Suck on this, Ty. We're going Boko, the Bobcat, and we are moving in <laughs> at home. Plus five and a half versus Louisiana Lafayette. Boku's going to end off this year with a W and get a big upset. I'm loving this one, Boko, to end off right before conference championship week. I needed to. You knew I'd never abandon them. You guys never. You guys thought I'd never do that. This is my last chance to pick them this year. I would never do that to my poor Boko. So give there me Boko five-point dogs at home versus Louisiana Lafayette. I, I I love it. I love it. I've uh, accidentally been sucked into the Texas State like Twitter spear, and uh, the amount of rage tweets I've seen about Jake Spavital have been pretty <laughs> hilarious. So oh people are God. very out on Spavital. They've been they've been watching oh, his uh, they've they've been watching his coaches shows, which are believe it or not live at uh, this the San Marcos um, uh, Chimmies. So um, shout out to Texas fun. State. Shout out, to, shout out to Texas State for having their coaches show at a place where you can get some DP shootouts. So love that. So wow, regular season's done, guys. Uh, pretty crazy, but um, I'm really looking forward to this week. I think it's going to be relatively interesting. A lot of chalk. We we kept it pretty even, you know, pretty much across the board. But um, the rivalry but, games are going to decide this week, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. The way it should be. The way it should be. So we we I mean we 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 went straight We've across gone the board. So across much Big, Big Twelve. 12 we are that we yeah. just have the same thoughts. Not yeah, to, because we know it. Yeah, not Go to ahead, toot our own horn, but we are we're very very accurate uh, with the Big Twelve this year, percentage wise. Even those of us that haven't been performing as as well. When you cut it down to Big Twelve, we are 
we're pretty good. Yeah, we are very, very good at that. So, yeah, it's, it's the rivalry games and, you know, the wild cards. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But all right, guys, uh, I think that's pretty much all we got. You know, it's it's a it's a Tuesday uh, of Thanksgiving week. So I know we all have stuff to do. So I think we'll just kind of go ahead and wrap this up. What do you say? Uh, any final thoughts from anyone or? Uh, once, going Bobby, twice. never go to bed angry. So take a little bit of time for yourself oh after god. the pod. Oh my god, <laughs> Jameson, <laughs> I've had it. I've had it. All right, everyone, thank you all so much for for the few of y'all. Whoever keeps posting the art, like Arthur uh, Fist meme that Whitman commented, you know, hilarious. But uh, thank you all for listening, either live or the next day. And I hope you all have 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 had safe travels. Uh, to from your uh, Thanksgiving destinations. And I hope you just have a wonderful, wonderful time with your friends and family. And uh, frankly, good. <laughs> Why is everyone laughing? <laughs> okay. Why is everyone laughing? I'm trying, I'm trying to end this on a positive note. Unmute yourself. You cowards. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm showing you my yeah. hands that I'm not the one keep adding this Arthur fist to me, man. I think that the guy uh, of who's sitting here in front of, of the camera like this. No, 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 no. It's the guy like this. It's not me. If you're saying it's, it's me, legitimate, it's... there's a guy in front of the camera. It that ain't is me. Legitimately just sitting there. Oh yeah. It ain't right? me. It ain't me. Oh my god. No, no, there's time. You can see that I'm not logged in. I don't have to. All right. End this off, Bobby. All right. All right. Thanks Anyways, y'all. Happy, happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Thank you, DraftKings, for the money. Uh, have a good one, everybody. Boomer sooner. Good luck. <laughs>